passing away yesterday, lung cancer. Conservative radio icon Rush Limbaugh, he said back in October that he had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, encouraging. But what was discouraging for me were last week's revelations about Ravi Zacharias. He was the finest Christian apologist of his day. Back last May, when he died, most thanked the Lord for Ravi's ministry. But then the sexing scandal was made public. Then his ministry commissioned an investigation into other allegations by women. And last week, the heartbreaking report revealed Ravi struggled deeply with sexual sin, and many women were abused by him. How do we process all this? Ravi blessed me and millions of others by his brilliant teaching, but there is a warning. First, openness starts at the top and before God. Second, Satan is out to get us. All of us have our sinful tendencies. All of us pray daily for repentance. Only Jesus able to save. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And all week, we're in a series called The Heart of Jesus. Jesus can save us from our sins. And he continues to save us from ourselves even after meeting him. He lived, died, and rose again to atone for our sins and be our mediator. But sometimes we talk so much about why Jesus had to die versus why Jesus wanted to die. Some pastors and theologians spend weeks and years in sermon series and book volumes on that very issue. It's important knowing why Jesus had to die. It helps us understand the most mysterious moment this universe has ever witnessed, the crucifixion. But we don't spend a lot of time asking why Jesus wanted to die. Why did he want to come, live his life in suffering, and ultimately give his life on the cross? Well, today, we're going to look at this in light of the unique aspect of Jesus being both fully God and fully man. Does Jesus love us more than the Father and the Spirit? I think you know the answer to that question, but stay with me as we ponder these questions of great value. We'll also be joined by Dane Ortland, a pastor, a theologian, and the author of the new book, Gentle and Lowly. He'll help us better understand Christ's heart for us. I asked Dane what led him to write this book. The reason I wrote this book is because uh, people must know what Jesus is really like and actually what he feels toward them, not just when they're doing well, but when they're doing poorly, whether morally or when they are in suffering. We need to know that Jesus is almost like a magnet drawn towards us in those times of distress because that's the Christ given to us in the Gospels. We deeply disbelieve that he's like that, but it's there in black and white on the pages of our Bible. So in this book, I really wanted to bring people into that glorious truth. That's Dane Hortland, the grandson of my predecessor on this radio program. I want you to be blessed by his new book called Gentle and Lowly the heart of Christ for sinners and sufferers. It'll help you see Jesus as the three-dimensional Lord he is, rather than the shell of a Savior we too often conjure up in our minds. So after the program, would you call us? Would you make your gift? 
and we'll send you the hardback, Gentle and Lowly, or the audio version read by Dane himself. Here's our number to call after the program, 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN, or go to our website for Gentle and Lowly, haventoday.org. And if you're there, you can actually listen to Dane, read a few paragraphs, and then you can make your gift, haventoday.org. And now let's get the program started. Here's the song that we need to remember by Salem.
the deep, deep love of Jesus. Selah opening this haven today. I'm Charles Morris, and the heart of Jesus is what we're calling this program. And it's something we need to understand more. Why does he want to be near us when we are suffering? Why did he want to give his life to save us? If we can get a better grasp on that truth, I think it changes everything. I grew up knowing why Jesus had to die. I knew the answers, but eventually I walked away. Having the right answers is not a good substitute for knowing and loving Jesus. I wasn't following the Lord for a long time as a young adult, even until he drew near to me once again. It wasn't until I realized he was more than a Lord that I came back to Christ. What about you? Have you come to realize that Jesus wanted to die for you? That he loves you that much and draws near when you're struggling? The Apostle Paul learned this firsthand. He was the furthest from a follower of Christ. He was out there killing Christians in the early church. And on his way to kill even more Christians, the Lord stopped him in his tracks. On that road to Damascus, Paul would later explode in praise as he wrote to the Galatians that he had been crucified with Christ, that he no longer lived, but the life he lived, he lived by faith in the Son of God who loved him and gave himself for Paul. Paul knew finally at last that Christ loved him and wanted to die for him in his place. It reminds me of another text that Paul wrote, but before we look there, I want us to hear from Dane Ortland once again. We talk a lot about God. God talk is more common now than ever, I think, but we sometimes forget to speak of our God as a trinity. The love of God is really the love of the Father, Son, and Spirit. I spoke with Dane about that as we met to discuss his new book, Gentle and Lowly. Here's what he told me about the love of the Trinity. Well, there there is no meaningful gospel, Charles, without a triune God. Uh, mm. In the first place, the Father, Son, and Spirit, the triune God. <laughs> Jonathan Edwards said that the creation of the universe was not because there was anything lacking in God and he needed someone to love or something like that, but the universe is the overflow <laughs> of the divine love taking place within the triune God, Father to Son, Son to Father. Edwards would say the Spirit was that love, and it couldn't be contained. Mm. Divine love, mm. the very mm. nature of heaven, of divine love, is it can't be boxed in. It has to keep spreading, engulfing, embracing more and more into mm-hmm. its great heart. Mm-hmm. And so the Father ordains salvation, the Son accomplishes salvation, and the Spirit applies salvation. And there is no meaningful gospel if you extract any one of those three. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you're touching on right now, Charles, that I love is the role of the Father. There yes. can be a misunderstanding that the Father is up there with his arms crossed and the Son appeased him. Mm-hmm. The Father's a little grouchier. The Son mm-hmm. is the one who came <laughs> along and um, won him over. But actually, the Puritans are so helpful. John Flavel, perhaps more than anyone, in explaining that the coming of the Son reflected the whole Trinity's, the Father's, as much as any of the other two persons, um, own heart. 
So Flavel actually has this, um, the Puritans would construct these imaginary conversations between the Father and the Son in heaven before the creation of the world. (laughs) And it was like, Flavel puts it like this, the Father says to the Son, oh my Son, how are we ever going to uh, deliver this uh, sinful race? And the Son says, oh my Father, send me. And and Flavel draws this out at great length. And the Father says, oh my Son, if if you go, you are going to bear the full wrath. And the Son says, I know, let let it all fall upon me. And the Father says, well, in our great love, we, we will send you therefore to do that. And it's this heartful, mm-hmm. uh, deeply mm-hmm. moving conversation mm-hmm. within the Trinity to rescue us helpless sinners. So mm-hmm. the Trinity is just vital here, as you say, Charles. He's a pastor now in greater Chicago, Dane Hortland. And before that, when we first met, he was in charge of the Bible Publishing Division at Crossway, which is there in Wheaton, Illinois. And now he's written a book called Gentle and Lowly, helping us better understand our triune God and his love for his people. You're listening to Haven Today, the program we're calling The Heart of Jesus. It was the Father, the Son, and the Spirit who loved us and decided to save us. The Father was not at odds with the Son, and the Son was not a reluctant participant. It was a decision Father, Son, and Spirit made to rescue us, and it all came from love, divine love. When we're struggling in our faith, maybe because of our own sin or suffering from the hardships life has thrown at us, we can struggle to believe this. We can begin to disbelieve that God, Father, Son, and Spirit loves us. But it's in our darkest days that we need to cling to this truth the most. And that's why this passage from the Apostle Paul is so dear to my heart. Ephesians 2, 1 through 7, it doesn't just give us reasons why the Lord shouldn't love us. It breaks into our hearts with the two most powerful words in all the Bible. Listen to the passage. See if you can catch what I mean. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the Spirit, who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts, Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages, he might show us the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2, verses 1 to 7. Paul begins by reminding Christians, us, you and me, I pray, of reasons why the Lord might not love us, dead in transgressions, deserving of his wrath, disobedient, that's all us, sinful and deserving of the Lord's judgment. He had and has every reason not to love us. But did you catch the two powerful words? Here's the words I'm thinking of. But God. But God. 
the Father loved us. That's why he sent Christ to save. The Father, rich in mercy, made us alive together with Christ by the power of the Spirit. We sin, we fail, we struggle to follow him, and still God loves us. We forget that the Father sent his Son out of love for us. But that fact changes everything. It means we don't have to live our lives looking over our shoulders, wondering if we've done enough, worrying that the Father will punish us at the first opportunity. It means we can live our lives just like a little child does in the presence of his loving parents, free. Those two words change everything, especially when we're struggling with our own failures. But God, we were dead. But God made us alive. We were deserving of judgment, but God forgave. We were disobedient and hateful, but God loved us and raised our dead hearts to new life. It wasn't because he had to or because he was forced to. He wanted to because he's rich in mercy and he loves us. And until we rest in this beautiful news, we will always have our doubts that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit truly love us. But the Trinity, God the Father, Son, and Spirit do love us. And when we struggle, God wants to bring us close, to show us the incomparable riches of his grace. But God, the two most powerful words in the Bible trust in him. Place your trust in the Son by faith who loved you and gave himself for you. Would you join me in prayer right now? Lord, sometimes it's hard to pray. It's hard to pray right now in the times that we're going through. But Lord, we have these promises. We have these assurances. We have this love granted to us by the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Father, you loved us before the beginning of time. We were made in your image. You sent your Son, Jesus, to the cross, not only to die, but to be raised from the dead and to intercede for us now in heaven at your right hand. And then, Father and Son, sending the Spirit, the Comforter, to give us life, to give us daily grace we need to love you, to serve you, to honor you with all our lives. Lord, be with us and bless us and may grace abound in all of us. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. How deep the Father's love for us How vast beyond all measure That he should give his only son to make a wretch his treasure. How great the pain of searing loss, the father turns his face away as wounds which mother chosen one bring many sons to glory. Be 
I remember sitting in his living room in Brighton, England, there on the southern coast of England once, Stuart Townen, and there at his piano playing How Deep the Father's Love for Us. This is Haven Today in a program called The Heart of Jesus, and it has really been a blessing for me to have Dane Ortland on our program all week. Over the past few months, friends of mine far and wide have called me or emailed me to say how blessed they've been by this pastor's new book that has not happened in a very long while. So I decided to start reading Gentle and Lowly, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. I started it in January, one chapter a day. It's too rich to try and read faster. And as you just heard, Dane wrote this book out of his deep craving to know the heart of Jesus. Not just to be saved, he was already saved, but to find the heart of Jesus in his own life today. To not just understand, but to have relationship today and every day with Christ and the Spirit of Christ alive in him. If you're looking for that relationship, 
like Dane wanted and like I was praying for when January started, even before I started reading this book, please get on the phone with us right now. Make a gift to the ministry, but don't delay in asking for the hardback copy of Gentle and Lowly. And we also have the audio version of the book, which is read by the author, Gentle and Lowly. Call us right now, would you, at 800 654 2836. 865 Haven. Or visit us online, read a sample from the book, or listen to Dane, read a few paragraphs. Our website is haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And while you're there on our website, why don't you listen to our new podcast called Great Stories? Too often, our radio program is limited by time, so this podcast is a way to hear fuller and longer interviews with guests like Dane Nordland from the past as well as the present. This week, we have the full interview that I did with Dane for you to enjoy. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? And again, we'll be sharing together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. A wise theologian once said that theology is a matter of the stomach. How you think and speak about God hinges on whether your stomach is full or empty. Job understood that. King Solomon's downfall came through his full tummy. He certainly understood that. And maybe this sheds light on Jesus' famous words in Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. He was speaking to the poor and the hungry, but he was driving them and us deeper. Bread and water are important. We ask daily. Righteousness brings true satisfaction. We're just beggars holding out empty hands, asking the Lord to fill us. We eat and drink righteousness in his name, and he calls us blessed. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.